He has a loving wife, a dad body, the three kneecaps, and he has a bird. Welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Hello, service. Chris. Welcome back to the podcast, He Has a Bird. I am your host, Sean Shelton. Uh, this is the start of a pretty failed first attempt at a YouTube live video. Um, I watched a YouTube video describing how to do it, um, and it seemed really easy, and it's not. So normally, he would be joining me via the screen, like a Google Hangout or a Zoom or whatever the case may be, but he's going to join me on FaceTime on my iPad, and we're going to talk like this, which actually isn't so bad, uh, I think, uh, but uh, not the way I envisioned it. But if I'm here and he's here, that must mean one thing. It's the finals of the AFL team named Rumble, which I know, I know 10 of you have been super excited for. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it, Dad. I was thinking about it. Uh, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining again for the final edition. Always enjoyable, Sean. Good. I was thinking about it. Uh, I don't know if I've spent um, so much time on something so stupid. Like, <laughs> like, like I've done dumb things, like like playing a video games, arguably a waste of time. But this just seems to take it to a different level of talking about. I I literally researched what the average lifespan of a dragon is today. That's that's pretty amazing, and that that'll be useful information sometime down the road. Mm, I can, sure, I can only imagine. Yeah. So, if you haven't if you haven't seen any of these before, I don't know why you're here, uh, but I appreciate you <laughs> joining us. I guess uh, basically what it is is we've done a tournament style a tournament battle of. We take the team names or the mascot from each team and had a hypothetical battle 11 on 11. And why I have my father here is he is an expert on all the information, all the mythological information, all the history of every single team name because he has sent me a motivational message for every game that I've been a Raider in the AFL. So it's been tens of messages per team. Uh, because on average, we play each other twice a year. And um, so we're putting all this useless, useless information, otherwise useless information to use in this team name battle. And here is our final example of your work, Pops, which is kind of sad. But I think it's one of the best ones that you've ever had. And it's a message for the Giants. Okay. Uh, I believe this was from last year or the year before. But the message is, uh, in Japanese folklore, oni are often hideous giants in demon form. They're depicted looking fearsome and with yellow and blue skin, three toes, and grotesque heads. They are often naked, save for a, loin a loincloth made from the pelts of wild beasts. Described as super strong, they're also very keen on human flesh. Oni usually living in hell, having been sent there and transformed into Oni for living an evil life while on earth. 
Japanese people traditionally celebrate the Setsubun Festival. I think I butchered that. Um, soybeans are thrown in the air to ward off any lurking three-toed beast, which brings us back to our semifinal. But the European soybeans, it didn't work for European giants, but it would have worked for Japanese giants. Sean, don't you think this all sounds a little too familiar? Yellow and blue, grotesque heads. Have you ever have you ever seen how many toes they're hiding underneath their cleats? I think just to be safe, the Raiders and you need to have your own festival today and air it out. Please drive these Austrian Oni out of Tivoli and T-Roll permanently. Very, very good, Pops. That was one of your better ones. That was. That was. You know, they, it fit too well. Yeah. The, the Giants um, uh, are a lot like a lot of your Austrian teams become a, a real challenge with the number of times you've played them over mm -hmm. the last, you know, five years. So it becomes, you know, so I had to expand uh, outside of Europe and look into Japan for motivational message. But uh, Understood. Uh, Understood. Yeah. So a quick recap of the tournament thus far. Um, the Giants and Dragons have had pretty easy paths to the final, to be honest. Uh, both the Dragons and the Giants have beaten uh, man, humans, in the quarterfinal and the semifinals. The Dragons beating the Blue Devils, a Alpine military group from World War II, French uh, military group from World War II, uh, and the Raiders in the semifinals. And the uh, Giants beat the Rangers pretty handily in the first round and ended up beating the Vikings in the second round. So they've all, both, both opponents have only beat humans thus far. So this will be both of their first real test of both facing mythological creatures. But in saying that, neither my father or I could find any examples of a giant and a dragon ever cross, crossing paths. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Uh, it was surprising. Uh, there was, you know, and all, all the, the myths out there all over the world, you know, and having giants and dragons being so prevalent, uh, you know, throughout these myths uh, worldwide, that there's no story where a dragon and a giant mixed it up. Yeah, I also found that. I thought there would be some type of, you know, um, mythological epic tale or whatever where, where that would happen. But uh, because, like you said, the, both of them have been so prevalent in mythological stories all over, or in mythology, mythology from world around. But so now, that's actually kind of exciting, though. So now we're sitting, um, we're, kind of, we're kind of on... Uh, how to say it? Like untreaded territories, un, un, un They're blazing a new, a new trail. Exactly, of, uh, exactly. Uh, so uh, we're, you know, this will be a new myth. We're creating our own mythology. mythology, exactly. AFL mythology. So, in saying that, a quick recap: both, both opponents, giants are twelve feet four meter tall, very aggressive, very strong, very powerful beings, uh, overgrown humans, basically, uh, 
Uh, but they're also not very intelligent. They're not known for strategy. Uh, they they um, are just kind of aggressive beasts, if you will. We're on the other hand. Aggressive, hand. yeah, very you know, you know, uh, prone prone to anger, prone to violence. Um, yeah, violence. Yeah, very violent. Exactly. But on the other hand, you have a pretty complex beast in, in the dragons. They are full grown, thirty feet ish tall. Um, but they're very intelligent. They're very clever. They um, are not simple-minded beasts such as a dragon or such as a giant. They're, they're able to breathe fire. They are able to fly, obviously. Uh, they have scales that are, that are very, very strong. Um, in, in the past, the only time the dragons have been dealt any damage is when the scales have been damaged or chipped or removed. Um, so they almost, they're wearing armor, if you will. Very, very, very formidable opponent, the dragons have been. Um, is there anything I, I left out in, in terms of the dragons, Pops? No, the, you know, the fire breathing or, or, or having the ability, uh, they call it elemental breath, where, you know, it could be fire, it could be, you know, they could, uh, uh, also, um, have, you know, uh, uh, freeze, they can freeze people mm-hmm. with their breath, have freezing breath, uh, po- you know, even poisonous breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's one of their main weapons. Right. Uh, you know, so I think, I think that, that needs to be mentioned. And, uh, uh, it's interesting, you know, that usually they're very, very old, but in, in this particular case, uh, with the, uh, Danube dragons they're not all that old no nope. um, so but normally you know you, you talked about them being wise they're usually very very old thousand year old and have seen a lot and they're very wise uh, mm-hmm. and also um perhaps even have magical abilities but uh uh yeah i think you've you've you've, you've covered the dragon pretty well the european style dragon exactly what we've, what we've been focused on and outside the scales and the size and the fire breathing they're also you know equipped with fangs uh, you know, reptilian style heads, uh, and also claws. And so they're well equipped for any type of situation, which is why they've been so successful thus far. Right. I mean, you know, they, they primarily in the AFL rumble just use their fire breathing capabilities. Mm-hmm. And that's been more than enough, uh, to, to take on basically humans, right. uh, you know, and, uh, I think that in, in going against another uh, mythical creature, mythical being, uh, you know, they might have to open up uh, more of their arsenal of, of weapons, you know, which you know could include, like I said, different types of breath, you know, uh, even poisonous, poisonous breath. Uh, you know, they do have claws, uh, do have a very powerful tail, uh, you know, also very, very large dagger-like fangs, you know, fangs, you know. Uh, uh, you know, with a dragon, so I think uh, this could be a little interesting because in the past uh, contests they've just basically used firepower. Right, right. That's a that's a very good point. So, if to catch anybody up or to reiter- reiterate the rules, we go we put eleven of each creature. In this case, um, we put eleven on a row on the each opposing thirty five yard line. They 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 battle in a football field-sized arena. They are not able to leave the arena. It's walled. Uh, and in the Dragon's case, we've also put it in a dome. So 
I think we did 30 feet, 10 meters. So they, the dragons can't hover hypothetically or theoretically, uh, but they wouldn't be able to go fly very high and swoop down. Uh, it's somewhat confined in a matter of space. Uh, basically what, it, what, what we do is we blow a whistle and say go. And we, hypothet- we, we hypothesize what that scenario would look like. And in the semifinals, Dad, you introduced uh, uh, coaching and game plans. And yes. uh, both the Vikings and the Raiders had game plans that ultimately didn't work. They were outmatched. But to the criticism of some, shout out to get Arnold, um, Dragons are very intelligent and potentially uh, could their coaching staff could put together a game plan that the Dragons would comprehend. So what do you see game planning and coaching coming into effect for this matchup as well? I do. I think, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I've heard the criticism and, you know, take it to heart, um, you know, but the, you know, the Dragon coaching staff really hasn't had to be uh, that, you know, uh, strategic or, 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 you know, utilize the, or even the Dragons for that matter, utilize their, their wisdom. Um, and, and I think you could probably say that they uh, went into most of the matches uh, as heavy favorites and probably didn't put a lot of, uh, of emphasis on um, or, or respect for their opponent and didn't do a lot of coaching. This particular matchup, this is for, this is for the FL titles. Right. All the, all, the, all the marbles. So I think in this particular scenario, and, and you can also make the argument that the Giants were in very similar situations where in most of their matches they were the heavy favorite and didn't have to do a lot of, uh, you know, of, of, of game planning. But right. I think in this particular case, I think that both of them probably did. Well, um, I think the Dragons, I think the Dragons coaching staff got a little bit exposed last week by the Raiders because some of their tactics worked. Yes. And I imagine they will not let something like that happen again. Yeah, I, I think that um, uh, the Raiders, the Raiders, uh, you know, even more so than the Vikings, threw the kitchen sink, you know, so to say, at the, at the Dragons and gave them everything that they could think of and really a very valiant effort. It came up short at the end. But, uh, you know, I don't – I think it would be very difficult perhaps to uh, duplicate if the Giants were trying to duplicate maybe some of the efforts that the Raiders did. Plus, uh, you know, the, the Dragons, you know, fool me once, shame on, on, on me, fool me twice, you know, shame on you, fool me uh, twice, shame on me. I don't think some of that stuff's going to probably work this time around. Uh, but I think that, you know, the, the Giants uh, uh, are going into this this – particular matchup as underdogs and they're not used to that. And I think they're, they'll, they'll, they will try to maybe uh, duplicate some of the things that did work uh, for the Raiders. And I think the Dragons will also maybe look at some things that uh, maybe could have worked better uh, for the Vikings against the Giants. Okay. So, uh, so going into more detail, what specifically do you think the, as underdogs, what specifically do you think the Dragons or the Giants coaching staff and the Giants in particular would look to implement against the Dragons? Well, I think I think the one thing that was effective was the was the poison cakes. Um, 
uh, you know, it, it took some time, but it, it did it did have an impact of, of really uh, slowing down the dragons and um, you know prolong the match, uh, and that was fairly easy to do. So I think that the the Giants coaching staff would perhaps look at at uh, duplicating uh, maybe the poison cakes. I mean, the you know the other the problem is you know the Raiders. Uh, you're dealing with you know an intelligence factor, right? Uh, you you could have a game plan where the Raiders players were actually able to pull it off. Uh, with the Giants, you're very limited. You know, yeah, that's the tough thing. You're, you're got to try to do things that really the Giant players are not going to have to execute, right? Because uh, they probably won't. So I, I I really when I looked at that, I thought maybe they they try to um, to um, uh, you know, utilize the poison cakes. I think they also, you know, looked at weapons. Okay. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't had any weapons. They haven't needed any weapons. They haven't needed any weapons. Right. And, and, uh, but in most cases, um, weapons helped, uh, in the battle against the dragons. You know, we had, you know, we had the blue devils, automatic, you know, primitive automatic, you know, machine guns and, and, uh, you know, the, the Raiders had some effect with some of the muskets, uh, you know, especially on, on some of the areas where the scales had been removed. So I think this week they probably, um, you know, looked at, uh, at trying to train the giants and weaponry that, that maybe would work and also maybe that you as the commissioner would allow. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they probably just gave up and said, look, you guys, you guys historically have used clubs. Right. I mean, picking up a, a big piece of wood, you know, and, and, a, and a club. And that's something giants, you know, have utilized historically, you know, throughout um, throughout the, the myths around the world. It's, it's not uncommon for a giant to have a club. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of training to just, you know, pick the club up and start, you know, uh, you know, beating something with it. So I think going into this matchup, they've outfitted. Uh, the the eleven giants with um, the best clubs available in um, in Austria. You know, I think I think every other matchup prior to this, uh, we've kind of we've kind of just said the giants were kind of there, and then the opponents would have done something to make them upset, and then they would just start fighting because that's kind of their nature. I think the least that the Giants coaching staff could do in this point is to get the Giants to understand that they will be in a fight. And I think preparing them with clubs right. would make sense in that regard. It's not like, oh, there's some dragons, they want to hurt us, we're going to retaliate. They're, they they're at least would be able to be prepared in, right. in some way, shape, or form, which I think a club would make sense. Yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the past matches, they basically just got their hands on the human opponents and just torn them apart. Right. Well, that's not going to work with the dragons. No. So they, they, they're going to need some type of weaponry. So I think, like I so said, I think they have clubs. I think they might have also maybe looked at, they have cheerleaders, right? They might also look at trying to duplicate the, the offering up, you know, a cheerleader, mm. uh, you know, uh, for uh, sacrifice. And then that, but I, you know, I think at the end of the day, they've come, you know, that, that, that that's not going to work on the dragons twice. So right. I think they probably looked at that. And I was, so to me, I think clubs and, uh, poison cakes, clubs and poison cakes. Okay. And, and what have the dragons coaching staff done to prepare them for this battle? 
I think the, the, the Dragons looked at, you know, uh, uh, did a very intensive uh, study of the Vikings-Giants uh, game and came up with that, and we even talked about this, they probably could have utilized um, the alcohol strategy better. You know, throwing beer cans and trying to get them in the Giants' mouth, you know, didn't, didn't work that well. But, um, you know, it has been effective over the years that, you know, the Giants like alcohol, like beer, and that could impact their performance in this matchup. So I think that one easy thing that the Dragons, you know, looked at was, hey, and, and you're in Austria, right? So I think um, uh, having uh, a beer component, uh, but but not throwing cans of beer and, and, you know, having the beer out, much like the strategy the Giants would utilize with poison cakes, uh, I think that the, the Dragons coaching staff would, would look at having, you know, like, uh, big pools of beer. Yeah, try to uh, try to inebriate you know, there, the Giants a little the bit. Of the field and try to get it out there prior to the kickoff. Understood. Okay, so you have you have both strategies kind of laid out. Uh, the Giants are going to try to fool the fool the Dragons twice after watching game film, see if the same method would work, which is not uncommon. You know, when you watch film, sometimes it's like, wow, that worked really well. We'll, we'll see if they adapted from the week prior. But most of the time they do, especially when you have an intelligent opponent like the Dragons. Um, and then the Giants are also going to look to implement uh, clubs that they use. And Dragons will, seems like, will try to inebriate the, yeah. the Giants. So, um, good. I think both, both coaching staffs did a good job. That's solid strategy. Uh, we'll see how it plays off. So... They are in arena now, 11 Dragons, 11 Giants, on the 35-yard line, lined up. Whistle's about to blow. Is there any preparations uh, that each team has made to the field prior to blowing the whistle? Well, I think prior to blowing the whistle, um, you know, maybe it's a combination of cheerleaders or or, uh, coaches. Uh, I think there's the officials have been distracted and the poison cakes have been placed on the 50 yard line by the giants coaching staff and the dragons coaching staff have got the, the um, the you know, pools of beer, you know, large, huge containers of beer out in the 50 yard line. I don't, you know, we've talked about in the past that they maybe utilized uh, uh, the tactics that the Raiders utilized with the fireworks going off and all, yeah, yeah. And all that of distractions before the game. Um, you know, no Thorpe's hammer in this one, you know, <laughs> but, but a lot of pregame activity. And during that pregame activity, uh, the vats of beer were played, were strategically placed on the 50-yard line. Uh, at the same time, you know, the poison cakes were placed out there too. So they're all, you know, they're all out there together. And probably the coaching staff looked at each other very curious. And um, uh, I would think there'd probably even be an attempt to maybe perhaps warn, uh, you know, prior to the kickoff, warn the Giants of what would maybe be waiting for them in the middle of the field. Um, you know, and the Dragons are probably laughing that, oh, you, you know, you're going to try the poison cake thing again. Okay, so you have a 50-yard line lined with cakes. Right, that would happen prior to kickoff. So you have a 50-yard line lined with poison cakes, and giant vats of beer prior to whistle being blown. Yes. 
Okay. So now, whistle's blown. What do you think happens? I think the whistle blows, and I think the Giants do what the Giants do. They charge, right? And mm-hmm. we've talked about the Dragons and just the sheer size and lining them up across the field. You know, they're like side by side. And you know, we talked earlier, uh, prior, you know, to to um, you know this this. Um, yes, believe it, believe it or not, we actually do prepare some, some do. a little it's bit. Part yeah. of our extensive preparation, but you know that. Uh, the the dragons are not going to fly just like in the other matches, and it's not even so much the height uh, uh, you know problem with the, with the stadium. It's the they're side by side. They can't even spread their wings. They need like a seventy foot wing spread spread, or yeah. and, and they they don't have room to even spread their wings. So they're they're kind of side by side. And I think that the the raider excuse me the raiders the giants charge. They get to and the dragons hold back. Dragons just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, waiting there, and I think the the Giants charge, and I think that uh, at the at the same time the Dragons are are speaking to the Giants and saying, hey, hey, before we get into the match, we, we should probably celebrate, you know, with a with some beer and toast that the Raiders and Vikings are not in the final. Oh, I see. There's some, there's, there's some joint celebration, right? There's a AFL final, and there's not the Vienna Vikings are not in it, and the Swarco Raiders T roll are not in it. So hey, let's celebrate. Let's have a beer together before we can. We we have plenty of time to fight, but let's have a beer. So I think that's what the Dragons are are telling the the Giants. I think the Giants are confused, right? They run. Why is there a beer out here? You know, and probably that 15 yard sprint made them thirsty. So I think they they stop. They're having a beer, um, but I think they also, you know, like we talked about, the Giants are dumb, right? So we also talk about they forgot all about the, the poison cakes, and they're like, "Oh, this is great, man! There's beer and cake. The cake looks good." So I think you know they start they start eating the cake, and I think that's where the Giants coaching staff have to you know blow whistles you know, and, and stop them from eating the cake. But I think there's just there's this real really nice camaraderie prior to the battle of the, the, the dragons, you know, and the giants sharing a, a nice, you know, Austrian, you know, beer, a lager, maybe a Siegel, who knows, um, prior to the match celebrating that there's no Raiders and no Vikings anywhere close to this, uh, to this, uh, uh final. Okay. So, Giants are drinking. Are the dragons also drinking, or are they? Is this just part of their the dragons plot? Dragons are also drinking some too. Like okay, they had a toast, right? Let's have a toast. You know, you you know, they're encouraging the dragons, you know, the giants to drink more, right? You know, here mm-hmm. have another, here have another. Mm-hmm. But it was a toast. It was a toast and and kind of celebrating a non Raider Viking final. Okay, and at what point do the dragons? then go on the offensive because this is their plan, right? They put out the vats of beer. Uh, the giants put out the cake, which they mistakenly ate. And after several, several, several beers, I imagine to get the effect that the dragons would want, when do they flip it on and become an aggressor? Well, I think as long as the giants are drinking beer, the, the, the dragons are waiting, you know? So, uh, I think what happens is the, um, 
the the Giants are you know get mad, um, and and they they get mad because they drink all the beer, and then they're told they can't eat the cakes, so they're agitated. They're, you know that's what they are. They normally are anyway. So whatever celebratory mood they are in, because you know the Vikings and Raiders were on the final, it's over, and they're like, hey, there's no more beer. You're told me I can't eat the delicious cake. Um, you know, I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm really. I'm mad. And 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 they pick their clubs back, back up, and they and they turn to to proceed to um, attack the closest thing close to them, which is going to be the dragons. So I think at that point, the dragons hit them with their their number one weapon, right? That's been successful throughout the entire season. Uh, um, dragon fire, you know, their breath. And and hit them full force. All eleven, all eleven dragons, you know, give a full um, uh, blast, right. dragon fire breath on the giants. And now, up until this point, uh, we had we had concluded that in prior uh, matches in this tournament, that the dragons' uh, breath they can they can shoot fire from twelve to fifteen yards, right? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the range, mid mid range weapon, um, and and we've talked about it being lethal to humans, uh, but we never we never really distinguished. Uh, we never went into detail with fire breath, and what what effect do you think the fire will have on the giants, being that they are superior to men? In in pure physique, strength, size, and maybe they. What what do you think they can? Do you think they could endure the fire breath to a certain extent? I think they can. Um, I I I don't think it's lethal, uh, like it has been for the uh, human opponents. Um, but I do think it it is very painful uh, and very you know. So I mean, they're burnt. They they, yeah. they, they get burnt. Uh, um, you know their faces are burnt, their chests are burnt. Um, they're they're burnt, but but they're they're not eye- able to function. Their eyebrows are gone for sure. Yeah, their eyebrows are gone. Uh, hair's gone. You know, but uh, it it does not de- de- uh, it's not debilitating. I mean, they're still able to function. And I think you know, like I said, I think they were agitated. Mm-hmm. Now they're infuriated. Yeah. Now and- they've been hurt. Now they- and now they're mad. And 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 we've we've come to that conclusion uh, because in extensive research that we've done, uh, actually, as a dragon matures, their breath strengthens. So much de- depicted on Game of Thrones or in any uh, very very uh, scientific literature that you that you Google on the internet, um, dragon's breath can has been. Uh, written that it can melt stone, melt steel, which would mean it would have to get to 2,500 degrees Celsius. But that matures. Under that, under that temperature, it's not going to be effective. The, very, they, very but they, they, that, that uh, skill or that weapon matures in time. And the average lifespan of a dragon is 1,200 years, according to Wiki of Fire and, Fire and Ice Dragons page. Very good authority. Yeah. Well, uh, the only authority, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, there's also a beastindex.com that uh, said they could go even older, but that would, yeah, doesn't really matter. And 
I called my good friend Philip Holland today and asked how old are the Danube Dragons, the star AFL receiver from the Danube Dragons. And he said the club was established in 85, but their name didn't become the Dragons until the early 2000s. So we're talking at an adolescent dragon here. Now, they're fully grown in size because that's what we've done in the past, but that skill that they have, that weapon, would not be fully matured, which is why we believe it has enough lethality, if that's a word. It is lethal to humans, but not lethal to giants before I get a message from Arnold uh, saying that that's ridiculous. That's why. That's why. That's a very, very good point. Very well researched. Very well thought. I could write. Uh, these are these are uh, adolescents, dragons. Uh, fire is going to kill a human. Period. It, it, you know, it doesn't take a lot, but uh, but the the firepower that these dragons have damage. Yep. The giants. So you have a blistered, uh, burnt, blistered, yeah. charred burnt. giants, yeah, but charred. they are able to cover that ten yard gap right. to the giants. Or excuse me, to the dragons that make this a hand-to-hand combat battle. Right, and we're talking pure primal rage now. You know, uh, no more beer. Drunken rage, day, yeah. And then you burn me. Then you burn me. You know, okay. You know, and, and so I think that yeah, they close that that ten yard gap pretty quickly. And I think that the the young adolescent dragons are a little shocked, right? Because previously. Every match they've been in, all they had to do was get close enough to use firepower and game over, right? There was no more, there was nothing else to even to discuss. The, the, the match was over, the game was over. And in this particular case, they hit them with their best weapon, and the Giants, you know, came, came, you know, came right through it and are even um, attacking. And, and I think that's where their large clubs come into play. And while the dazed adolescent dragons are standing there kind of dis- disbelief, hey, we, we hit them with our best shot, and, they st- and they, they're still coming, I think that's where some of the giants start landing some, some you know, pretty damning blows to, to, you know, to some dragons. Yeah. Yeah, and which we, we've which we've talked about prior episodes, there's mythology that, you know, the dragon can't be killed by struck from heads or even dancing on heads, according to the Indian myth. Uh, Now, how effective do you think these enraged giants with clubs are now that there is hand-to-hand or hand-to-claw combat? Well, I think I think they're pretty effective. I mean, uh, the, you know, the, it would probably be you know more effective if they worked better, like you know, as a team. But but you know, that's not really how giants operate. So I think you know, it would it would be more effective if like one giant landed a a good blow to the head and that 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 took a a dragon down and the rest of them you know started you know you know pat. But I don't I don't really see that happening because they don't really work well as a team. Uh, but I, I do think that you see, uh, um, let's say, um, let's, let's say that you see, uh, a, a couple, you know, let's say three dragons go down and, uh, the, the, the giants are, are able, 
you know, um, at least one of them are able to land a couple more blows that actually, you know, um, kills the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you have two that are just kind of out of commission. They're, you know, let's say they're knocked out, you know, they're disoriented, uh, you know, they're, they're unconscious. Um, but, but one dragon, you know, is a, I mean, one giant continues to just pound away until, you know, he's basically, you know, uh, that, that dragon perishes. So let's say two two are unconscious and one's one's at one's one's out of the game. Okay, okay, and so now you have now you have basically eleven on eight dragons or giants. Eleven giants on eight dragons. Uh, what do you think the dragons' uh, ability to to fend off this this really aggressive attack is from the giants? Well, I think that you know they they start you know, remembering. I mean, they're very wise, right? They start remembering. Hey, I I got more than just firepower, right? You know, uh, and and in some cases, they also we talked about had ice. Mm-hmm. Um, most most dragons were poisonous. You know, their blood was even considered poison. They were they were heroes that died that actually vanquished the enslaved the dragon and then were killed because they just touched the blood. The blood, you know, the, the blood touched them. So they're, you know, they, they have the poison capability, uh, you know, they have the, the very powerful tails that could be used as a weapon. Uh, in some cases, the tails, you know, had, you know, had uh, uh, scales or spikes, you know, on those. They, they have horns, right, mm-hmm. uh, in most cases. And then they have huge dagger-like teeth. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, you know, hey, you know, we still got a lot, a lot of work with here. So I think that... Um, you know, immediately the dragons whip around and utilize their tails, uh, and you know, and knock down uh, several of the dragons. And how do you how do you see this? How several do, of the giants. Sorry. Yeah, and how do you see this? Are the giants able to recover from this? How do you see this battle coming to a close? Well, I think I think that they continue to use the only thing they have are the clubs, right? But now. Now they're getting hit with, with the dragon's tails. Uh, you know, uh, dragons are, are utilizing their horns, doing damage. Dragons are biting, right? And when they're biting them, uh, much like um, even today's Komodo dragon, those bites are toxic. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the Komodo dragon will just sneak in and get a quick bite and then, and then leave for a little while and let the toxins take effect. So they're... They're biting the dragons. They're horning the dragons. Are hitting them, but now the 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 dragons are not you know stationary targets. They're moving, they're banging, and it's harder for them to get those uh, kill shots with the, with the clubs on the dragons. So I think that um, the the dragons start really taking out the the, the giants. You know, wh- you know whether it's poison, whether it's you know the tail, whether it's you know utilizing the horns. Um, you know, maybe they're biting one one giant, and then he wanders over, and then he, you know, he he runs into another dragon. Um, but I think that you know, they start taking their toll with all the other weaponry they have, and it's harder for the giants to to really get good blows in with their clubs, and they start really doing some damage. Yeah, and so eventually, you conclude that the that the dragons would just be overwhelming. By the the vast array of weaponry that they have, I think so. I mean, it's just you know the the giants have clubs, and you know, and they've been and, and all of them have been burned. 
you know, so they, they, they have sustained injuries, you know, and now they're getting stabbed, bitten, pounded with tails, um, and, and, you know, and poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so think... I think it goes on. I think it goes on for a little while. Uh, but I don't really see any more, um, dragons being, uh, taken out of the contest. I think you, you know, you had the two that were unconscious and maybe one that was, that was, uh, uh, mortally damaged, mm. uh, but I think that the other, you know, eight dragons, uh, you know, with a with a, a vast array of of weaponry and and ways to to, to uh, have damage and, and to inflict damage uh, on the giants um, end up prevail. So, are you ready to claim? That the dragons are the AFL team name champions. I am. I think they were heavy favorite going into this whole contest. I think that uh, um, you know the the Blue Devils gave it gave it their best shot, and and the Raiders really you know caused the dragons to think. But you know at the end of the day, they were the heavy favorite, you know, preseason favorite, favorite throughout, and. Uh, you know, when it was brute force versus brute force, they could, you know, they could neutralize the giant strength, uh, but then uh, brought a lot more weapons to the table to the fight. And, and you know, and the, the you know, the smart factor, right? Um, it was just too much, you know, for, for the giants. They found an opponent that pure brute force would not, would not get the job done. I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, do you guys agree uh, with the Dragons becoming the AFL team named Rumble champions? It's well-deserved. They were very, very formidable opponents. But if you guys disagree or do you guys think we left something out, please let us know. You can comment in here in the next few minutes or uh, let us know. Let me know on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Uh, you know, all five of you that it's important to at this point. But that this was the dumbest thing we've ever done. But I, know. I, I thoroughly. I, I, hope, I hope that all the the. Uh, I hope that this won't crash with the number of people that are, <laughs> you know, are jumping into this. Uh, I I think I think the servers at YouTube will be fine. Um, I I I but I can I strongly concur with your analysis. The dragons are just two formidable opponents for anybody, any team name or mascot, in the AFL, and it's a well-deserved championship. And uh, congratulations to the to the dragons, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, we we maintained uh, not being biased at all. At and, all, uh, you know, we're very at all. We didn't we didn't and, bend the rules at all for the no, Raiders. No, not <laughs> at all. And uh, uh, you know, I can't be more pleased or proud of the of the dragons uh, championship. I can't be more pleased or proud of the work that we've done. I think, I think. You know, there wasn't there wasn't another person in this world more equipped to handle this type of analysis than you, Father. And I, I think you did a great job. I I appreciate that, and I've been thinking about maybe ways to to um, utilize the skill sets that I've developed. That perhaps that you know I could offer to send motivational messages to other teams in the AFL, mm -mm. Uh, other players in the AFL, mm -mm. you know, for a small, no, nope. it, it has to be a 
No, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make, you're not gonna make money off those. What we could do potentially. Potentially. Services to potentially any AFL player, or um, you know, or if the AFL player was playing internationally, perhaps, or we could start a website and just hypothesize random things fighting each other. That would also, you know, with the <laughs> like gorillas, like and gorillas and, and grizzly bears, which is how this started. And, you know, with the amount of traffic that we'd probably get on one of those websites, we could sell ads and probably make quite a bit of money. There we go. There we go. You know what I was thinking about? And I, I don't want to do this and we won't do this, but the GFL would be also very, very interesting with the unicorns. True. And True. rebels and invaders and crocodiles. And, and lions. And a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. we're not gonna we're not gonna do that though. Somebody else can okay. do that. Okay. Father, thank you very much. This has been a pleasure. I'm sure we'll think of something else stupid to do for this podcast that another five people will enjoy. But that's that's okay. You know, if this if this hour podcast of fifty minutes, forty five minutes, uh, made somebody laugh or smile or brought like in any way enrich their day, then it was worth it. Then, yeah, then it, yeah, then it was worth it for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, always enjoy talking to you and my son mm-hmm. and, uh, and I have, uh, enjoyed all the messages that I have sent you, uh, <laughs> you know, over the years and, uh, and, you know, don't know what I'm going to do when I don't have a, a little, a little Shelton son to, to watch football. Cause I've been doing it for a long, long time, but, uh, but no, this was very enjoyable. And like I said, congratulations to the, you know, to the, uh, the Dragons well on the victory. Well, well deserved. deserved. And, and the Giants, you know what? I give you a lot of credit. Valiant. You know, very valiant effort. And, uh, you know, just like I said, just, uh, the Dragons just were a little too much. So, um, anyway, yeah. Enjoy this very much. All right, pops. Thanks again. Okay. And okay. For listeners to He Has a Bird, there will be a podcast tomorrow. It'll be a review of The Last Dance. And uh, thanks for listening. And ciao, Cacao. Okay. Bye-bye, Sean. Bye-bye, everybody. And running, stuck in a wheel, running and running, falling down hard, scratching my skin, breaking my heart, bleeding and hurting this part of the game, nursing the fire.
Thank you for listening to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Sean is the best. He's the superstar.